0: Good evening. It's time to begin our services this evening. Our first song will be number 495, Hold the Depth and the Riches.
1: 495. Old oh, the depth and the riches of God's saving grace flowing down from the cross for me for my sin, by the Savior the Savior, in his suffering on Calvary. O oh, the death of such wonderful love, lo and boundless thankful, and What independent love, what for great
2: going to be doing the devotional tonight, so I am doing announcements, uh, which means I get to remind you not to forget the baby shower this Saturday at 1 o'clock for Heather and Andy. Uh, Their babies' names are Jamie and Becca, so be excited about that. That's a really fun thing that's happening. Plus, it's just fun to do something, isn't it? So it's it's fun that we get to do something that special. Uh, So they're registered at Target and on Amazon. And Heather's dad, he's a chef, he's going to be fixing flatbread pizza so if you ladies want to bring a side dish, you can if you want to. Uh, also, mowing season is here, so we need some volunteers to help with that during the coming months. Pick a time and sign up on the calendar poster in the four-year board. If you've got questions, you can see James Ward. Uh, the elders announced Sunday, May 2nd, that we're going to resume our Sunday evening services. We're also going to resume that day Bible hour, so that is exciting. Um, also, that week... Yes, yeah, during, yes, sorry. AM um, Bible Hour, like the, where the kids go during the lesson after uh, after the Lord's Supper. Uh, we'll be starting that again. So that is very good news. Also, that same week on May 5th, that's a Wednesday, we start back Wednesday night Bible study with classes. Uh, and right along in that vein, we are needing teachers. <laughs> and a sign-up sheet is posted in the four-year board. If you can help with that, uh, we'd very much appreciate that. Um. On a a sad note, the funeral arrangements for Dean and Mary Alice Cooper are um, as follows. Visitation will be Friday, this coming Friday, from 5 till 8 o'clock that night. And the service will actually be Saturday at 11 o'clock. Continue to keep this family in your prayers. I know they're struggling right now. Uh, Eugene Stover, this is Kim Stover's son and Maxine uh, Romine's grandson. He has... uh, decreasing kidney function. So he's struggling right now as well needs prayers. Uh, James Lester was hospitalized this week with an infection, but he was discharged today, so continue to remember him as well. Earl Davis has an ulcer in his foot, and it's infected. He's on antibiotics right now, but continue to keep him in your prayers. Also, Portia's asked for prayers for her friends, Marvin and Linda Watts, who are struggling with their health. and We need to continue to remember uh, Jim Haney in our prayers also. Uh, with his with his heart condition, and as well as Kristen Ward, Rusty, and so many others that are listed in our bulletin every week. Uh, tonight, Dave's got the devotional, Brian Ward's going to close us out in prayer, and I'm going to begin us out this evening with a prayer. If you will, pray with me. Father, we are humbled to be able to come into your presence. I'm grateful for this avenue of prayer that you've given to us to be able to speak to you and lay out all of our concerns and all of our hopes And all the things that we're worried about and anxious about, Father, right at your feet. And know that you will take care of those things. And that your plans are better than our plans, Father. And we're grateful for that knowledge, for that surety, Father. We pray that you help us to uh, accept your plans and to do the things that you want us to do, Father. Give us open doors to teach the truth to folks who don't know you, Father. We pray that you will use us to help people who are hurting. Give us... Chances to be in Jesus' hands and feet, Father. Bless our time of worship this evening. Pray um, pray for Alan as he leads us in our singing. Bless him, bless our singing, Father. Help our hearts to be uplifted towards you. Bless Dave as he brings us the message today and opens up your word, Father, that it can pierce our souls and that we can be convicted of the things that we need to do and and uplifted in the things that, that we're doing, Father. We pray that you'll just continue to watch over us. Bless us, Father. Help us to be lights in this community for your son. We ask all these things in his name. Amen.
0: Amen. Next song will be number 482.
1: Listen to our wondrous story, counted once among the lost. Yet one came down from heaven's glory, saving us at all, oh, cause. Who saved us from eternal loss? What did he do? Where? place have taken, highest of the high, though he, the loved one on the cross forsaken, was one of the god three, who saved us from eternal loss, what did he do?
0: hundred fifty. Nearer my God to thee. Excuse me. song will be number four hundred fifty-six. No tears in heaven.
3: Good evening. I want you to think for a moment. I want you to think of one special gift that you have received, either from your children or your parent. I mean, it could be anything. It could be something physical. It could be something emotional. It could be a trip. It could be the memories from that trip. As have some personal gifts that my kids have given me. We've got two ties here that my kids made when they're little. It says, for the best father, there can be no tie you win. I can't imagine wearing these on Sunday morning, but uh, they're very special to me. Also, I have a coupon here from Thomas when he was probably about four years old saying, free hugs. And I'm waiting to give this to him when he can't stand to be around me, and he's so mad at me. I'm going to give him this. So he has to give me a hug. That's probably the best way for me to spend that. And, and then from all my kids, I got this giant mug that sits on my desk that says the man, the myth, and the legend. But the, some gifts that I treasure that my kids have given me over the years. But it could be any kind of gift. Just think of one gift that you've received from your children or your parents. Now, if you will, open your Bibles to Luke chapter 7. Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 7. And starting in verse 36. Now, this is the story of Jesus anointed by the sinful woman. Now, one of the Pharisees asked Jesus over for a meal that day. And he goes to the Pharisee's house and he sits down at the table. And this woman of the village comes in. You'd call her the town harlot. Having learned that Jesus was there, a guest at the Pharisee's house. And she comes in there with a bottle of expensive perfume. And when she sees Jesus, she starts crying. Tears coming down her face. And they're wetting Jesus' feet. And she lets down her hair and she starts drying Jesus' feet with her hair. And then she starts kissing them. And then she starts anointing them with the expensive perfume that she brought. Now the Pharisees who invited Jesus, they see this. And they say to themselves, If this man was surely a prophet like I thought he was, he would have known what kind of woman this was falling all over Jesus. This sinful woman coming over to Simon's house and the Pharisees, I mean, that took guts. I mean, that took some courage. I mean, I'm sure she was scared to death of being judged by the Pharisees, being ridiculed by the Pharisees, or maybe even being turned away from Jesus. I mean, it took guts. I mean, I there sort and of wonder how Jesus felt seeing this woman cry. Have you ever been around someone who was crying and how awkward that feels? And I'm sure the Pharisees, they felt that awkward as well. Put them in an awkward situation seeing what this woman was doing. I mean, she was... You know, and I also sit there and wonder what, how Jesus feels seeing this woman cry. Wetting his feet with her tears. Wiping her tears and drying Jesus' feet with her hair. Kissing them. Pouring the perfume onto his feet. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was an uncomfortable situation for the Pharisees. But Jesus probably felt surprised. Flattered. Moved by her gesture. verse 40, Jesus says to Simon, He says, hey Simon, i got something to tell you really quick. And Simon's like, what do you need to tell me? And he tells Simon this parable. A certain moneylender who had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which one of them loved him more? Why do you think Jesus is asking Simon this parable here? Is it to sit there and teach them a lesson? Maybe it's to teach them that maybe it's the more you sin, the more you'll love God. Or maybe if you can't experience God's grace unless you recognize that you're a sinner. Or a love for Christ. Is based on our forgiveness or our love for Christ is the evidence of our forgiveness? We find the answer here in verse 43, where Simon says, I suppose the one who forgives the most. And Jesus says, You are right, Simon. Now Jesus turns to the woman, but he's still talking to Simon. He says, You see this woman? And this is customary during Jewish times. Says, when I came into your home, you provided me with no water for my feet. But she has rained tears down my feet and dried them with her hair. You gave me no greeting. But from the time I arrived, she hasn't stopped kissing my feet. You provided me nothing for freshening up or oil for my hair. But she has provided perfume and smoothed my feet. I mean, it's impressive, isn't it? I mean, this woman with so many, many sins. And Jesus says, For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. Who do you identify most in this story? Do you mostly identify with the woman because you feel bad about your own sins in your own past? Or do you identify mostly with the Pharisees because you have a tendency to be judgmental? Or do you identify with Jesus because you tend to be hypocritical, be hypocritical by attitudes, negative attitudes that make you angry? Who do you identify mostly in this story? And Jesus speaks to her and says, I forgive, give, forgive you of your sins. And the Pharisees hear Jesus say that. And they start talking behind Jesus' back saying, who does this man think he is that can forgive sins? And Jesus does what he does. He ignores them. And he says to the woman, your faith has saved you. Now go in peace. What needs to happen? What needs to happen in our own lives to to have this kind of forgiveness that this woman felt? Are you waiting for your life to straighten out first? Are you waiting for someone to be sympathetic like Jesus is in the story? Or are you waiting... To stop listening to the Pharisees who condemn you? Or are you waiting to accept the forgiveness forgiveness which Jesus has already offered to us? It is difficult for us to express our love in a relationship with Jesus. But Jesus gives us this story here and shows us how much our love in a relationship looks like with Jesus. Now, in my counseling class, I'm going to tell you a story. Dr. David Looney, which I think his last name's funny because he's a counselor professor and his last name's Looney. He can't help it, though. He can't help it. But um, he told us a story about a woman he was counseling, and this woman's son was murdered. And she said during her counseling class that she would never forgive the man who murdered her son. She struggled with the grief of the loss of her son. She struggled with not being able to have memories, not being able to grow up hearing stories, hears laughter. After three years of counseling, He started noticing a trend that for three years she would sit there and pray for her son. And after three years, she started praying for the man who murdered her son. She started forgiving him for what he had done. I can't imagine losing a son. Can't imagine. But isn't that the perfect gift? The gift of His forgiveness? There isn't much more than a special gift than that. Now, what I want you to do this week is I want you to sit here and take this story and apply it to your own life. Because there's always somebody out there who needs our forgiveness that we still hold a small grudge towards, or maybe a big grudge. But we should take this story and learn on how we should forgive and love like Jesus. Now, maybe you're here this evening, and you need forgiveness yourself. We'd be more than happy to pray for you. Or maybe you need forgiveness of your sins, and you haven't been baptized and had all your sins washed away. He wants you to come forward as we stand and sing.
0: Our closing song tonight will be number 170. God be with you. We'll be singing just the first and last verse of this song, after which we'll be dismissed in prayer. 170.
1: God be with you till we meet.
0: Please. Father in heaven, we're thankful for this day, Father, and we're thankful for this opportunity we've had to come here and hear a lesson from Dave this evening, Father. Pray that we would take this and apply it to our lives. Father, we pray that you would be with the Cooper family, Father, the loss of Dean and Mary Alice. Be with them. Be with all of us, Father, that we can possibly provide a little bit of comfort for them, Father. Father, we pray that you'd be with the sick, all those are on the sick list, be with them. Be with the doctors and nurses and their families as they take care of them, Father. Be with us the rest of this week, Father, and help us to be the shining example we need to be in our communities. It's through Jesus' name I pray. Amen.